Hello and welcome to the Healing Sanctuary. I'm your host, Melissa Field, and today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to tell you a story about the biggest, wildest thing I have ever manifested and how I did it at a time before I had even tried to practice manifesting or working with the law of attraction, which will hopefully help you to remember that these things are innate in all of us. When we are talking about learning about the law of attraction and working with manifesting, co-creating with the universe, we're not really learning anything because we all know how to do this intuitively. We're really just clearing out everything that gave us a different belief system. So you were born with the gifts to create whatever it is you want, and that includes your own self. A lot of manifesting is talked about from the perspective of creating abundance, a relationship, a house, a career, something external, but you also have the power to create within yourself whatever you want, whether that be confidence, self-love, more peace, more ease, less stress, and just more feelings of calm. You have it within you to create whatever you want right here and now. And in the cells of your body, in your inner self, you really truly know how to do this because your true self, your inner self is always one with the universe and the universe itself is creative, it is creation, and it is always co-creating and working with energy. But for most of us, it is constantly put into our minds to be rational, be realistic, or even being told that we're not worthy of something, we can't have something, it's not right to have something, it's not right to be our true self, or to stand in a state of full confidence and empowerment is sometimes something that we're told is inappropriate, especially if you're raised in the female gender identity. It's often you're often given the message over and over that you belong in a supporting role. You shouldn't take up too much space. You shouldn't be seen or heard. And there's also other things that will make us feel that we should be quiet and not our real true full self because essentially it makes other people uncomfortable and we lose our gifts, our innate ability to manifest because we try to conform ourselves to other people, to their belief systems. In this universe, belief is everything. What you believe you will make manifest and it will be, seem like a fact. So to people who don't believe in energy manifesting the law of attraction, they are working from a place of confirmation bias. We all are. And so when they say it doesn't work, it doesn't, it's not real. It's because they are constantly creating circumstances that confirm to them it's not real. And then they will put that in belief into us. They will try to put it into us. And because we cannot change anyone else, we can't really worry about convincing other people. The best thing that you can do is to listen to the people who understand, who get it. Don't try to convince anyone of anything. Just go live your magical life and let them ask you, what are you doing? If they're interested. And this can be easier said than done because we like the people around us. We like them for a reason, but if they don't get it, if they are holding you back consciously or subconsciously, they might need to kind of 
step back in the the influence they have in your life. You know, you might need to kind of say like, I just need you to have less influence on me and bring in people who are going to nurture these beliefs within you because nurturing a new belief is a sensitive thing. We really have to protect it like a little tiny seed. And so that brings me back to why I came on here today to tell you this story. When we hear people's stories of manifestation, it has such a powerful and profound effect on our own beliefs. It just kind of cuts through all that noise, all that bullshit that people are always projecting out about how the world quote unquote really works. And it gets us into the, the knowing deep within that, yeah, something magical is happening. There is a higher force at work working on my behalf all the time. And when we hear people's stories of manifestation, of these really like crazy coincidences, we really start to remember something and get back into our own truth. And when we hear these stories, they reprogram the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is influenced by whatever you consciously tell it. Another term for the subconscious mind would just be like your soul or your infinite connection to the universe. So using today as an example, I tell you this story about manifestation and then consciously you hear it and you think, okay, this really happened. So this is a real thing. We can work with energy and the universe to create whatever we want. And because you consciously believe it, it then goes deeper into your subconscious and your subconscious gets to work on enacting this in ways that are beyond comprehension. The subconscious works beyond time and space. It has access to everyone and everything. So as your subconscious takes in this information, it takes it in as instructions. And then it says, okay, the universe is magical. I can create anything. I can work with energy. Here's what I'm going to do with that. Another way to think of it is your conscious mind is like the captain of a ship. Your subconscious is the crew. The subconscious is going to do whatever the whatever the captain says, even if the captain is directing the ship to crash onto rocks. The crew is just saying, the captain's in charge. I trust everything he's saying. So we want to give our conscious mind, our captain, instructions that are helpful and beneficial, that work with the magic of the universe, and then those will be passed to the subconscious, which is unbiased. In other words, whatever you tell your subconscious mind, whether it's helpful or hurtful, beneficial or destructive, true or not true, your subconscious is going to take you at your word. So when you hear stories of manifestation, what they are helping to do is reprogram your subconscious. And the best way to reprogram the subconscious is through repetition, just hearing things that bring in a new belief system. And all of this relates to my course Manifesting Magic, which was kind of how I got into the pattern for the last few weeks of talking about manifesting. Manifesting Magic is an 11 module course that helps you to reprogram your subconscious mind in these ways that are really fun, really effective. It goes from kind of thinking about the law of attraction from a rational place to experiencing it. So each module is designed to get you feeling. It's designed to raise your vibration, make you feel good, make it easy, make it fun, and to put this into your subconscious mind in a way of like, I have this, it's easy, I'm vibrating with this. And so I've been doing a series of episodes based on manifesting magic. 
I'm taking a little bit of a break and I wanted to tell this story because it's such a fun way to kind of um, enhance and get deeper into everything I've been talking about. And then I'm going to finish that series probably starting next week. I will get back to it. So I've been saying a lot, but what is the story, right? Let's get into it. Here it is in a nutshell. When I was 24, all of my friends had been traveling and traveling the world. They were going to Europe, Mexico, South America. They had the most incredible travel stories and photos and these exotic souvenirs that I was so, so jealous of. I wanted these, this experience that they were having, but they had families that were able to financially support them with this. They had access to something that I just didn't have. And at the time, I was working as a night janitor cleaning my dad's medical office. I had no money. I was potentially dropping out of college, which eventually I did. I didn't know if I was on a break, but but I was just lost and I had no money. And it was like, how am I going to get what they have? And I want it so desperately. It was just like such a deep desire in me. I want to go traveling. What I ended up getting was a trip to Antarctica. And I'm telling you that now because I hate when people make you wait until the end of the story for the big reveal. This trip to Antarctica was life-changing in so many ways. And through the program I went through, it actually allowed me to also travel through Australia, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia. This was all essentially paid for by Raytheon. If you're familiar with Raytheon, it's a weapons manufacturer. I have nothing to do with Raytheon. But the way it all works is like, there's just so many like different, there's just so many different aspects to it. So essentially, I was hired as a dishwasher to work on a government research base. But because everything about running this research base is expensive, these other companies, these weapons manufacturers sponsor the program as a way to generate like goodwill. Like, yes, we manufacture weapons, but look, we're also donating all this money to environmental research and to, and to scientific research and to climate change and to, they would also study like the age of the universe. So I was technically for a period of time, a com- uh, an employee of Raytheon, which is extremely random, something that would never have happened <laughs> in any other circumstances. But because they sponsored this research base where I worked, they paid for the whole thing. They paid for my flight to New Zealand. They paid for my flight to Antarctica. And then they paid for me afterwards to go back to New Zealand. I was able to travel around on my own money. They didn't pay for that. And then they paid for my flight back home. So the universe heard my request. I want to go travel, worked it out in a way that was beyond anything I could have ever dreamed of on my own. And in a way that was even better, all of this was basically paid for and other than what I spent when I was like going to these hostels and traveling around on my own, I saved all of this money. So it's just like when we put a request out to the universe and we truly hand it over and say, I trust you, the universe will answer in ways that we cannot comprehend that are beyond anything we could conceive of and that are better. This wasn't just like I saved up money and I was on an extremely tight budget and I like barely made this work. This was like the adventure of a lifetime. And then I came home with money. 
which still to this day blows my mind. I mean, to this day, this is the most incredible manifestation I have ever made. And it is what inspired the course Manifesting Magic. And I created that course because it was like, I know something in me, but what is it I know? What got buried within me? How did I do that? So let me back up because I do want to talk about what I have learned about how I actually did that without knowing what I was doing. So I said that I had these friends who were traveling and I was looking at their photos and being like, oh my God, I want that and I want it right now. My desire came from a place of jealousy and insecurity. I had no worldly knowledge. I didn't even have a passport. I had no travel experience. I was, for the most part, a small town girl up till that point. And I went to college in a small town. So there was nothing in my life experience that was telling me you can have this. This is the first key that I want you to remember about manifesting and working with energy. What is happening now has no determination on what is possible for you and what can come. To go from, I have very few experiences outside of this little, these two little towns I know where I grew up and where I'd gone to college to, I am at the southernmost continent. I am in the most extreme place in the world and 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 then to go home with a passport stamped from, I want to say like five different countries, that is how much things can change when we are open to it. But as I said in the very beginning, belief is everything. So if I had got stuck on the belief that I've never had this, so why? what makes me think I could have it now? The universe will answer, okay, you don't think you can have this? You don't think it's real? No. But in my mind, I had it. In my mind, this was possible, which I attribute a lot of that to just being young. We're just, when we're younger, we're generally more open and more trusting. And a lot of manifesting really is just returning to what you knew before people tried to tell you something different. So I had this desire and it came from this place of jealousy and I don't feel good about myself because I have none of this experience. This is important because so much of manifesting people talk about as you need to be in the right vibration, think the right thoughts, be positive, don't bring any negative energy into it. Okay, I began from an extremely negative place. I was jealous. I was desperate. I didn't feel good about myself. And you want to keep this in mind that there are no bad feelings. The jealousy and the desperation wasn't what manifested the dream. I did get into alignment with it, but that was the fuel that lit the fire. So if you are feeling something like that, desperate, uncertain, jealous, jealousy, that's an intense feeling, right? That's okay. Those feelings are not wrong. They are telling you something. And in fact, they are creating the desire in such a profound and vivid way. That's what brings about these big manifestations. When you feel something intensely and deeply on one end, on one hand, if you're feeling very desperate, that means there is an equally big reaction that will come and that will be made manifest. The bigger the desire, the bigger the manifestation. So my desire was big. I want this so bad and I want it right now. And then I began just looking at trips and I began just kind of like daydreaming about just like seeing myself in Europe, seeing myself doing these things they had talked about. This is the second key. I began to live it before I was living it. A lot of times we wait for the manifestation to show up, to feel it, to experience it, to give ourselves permission to enjoy it. 
But until you vibrate it out, the universe cannot vibrate it back to you. So although I began with a place of kind of struggle, of desperation, things began to move in a positive direction when I began feeling as if I had it and just kind of daydreaming about it. Just let it be easy. It doesn't need to be you convincing yourself of anything or trying to force yourself to feel something. It's tuning into what feels good about it. So although at first it was like, I want this because I don't have it and other people have it and I'm upset that I don't have it, it turned into, wouldn't this be exciting? Wouldn't it feel good to be walking on the cobblestone streets of Europe? Wouldn't it be amazing to be watching a sunset from the beaches of Australia? Wouldn't it be so incredible to be hearing a foreign language in its in its own land from native speakers and... So I really began getting into the energy of what felt good about it. And once again, I had no idea that I was playing with energy as I did this and playing with the quantum field. So this is the third key. The second one was feel the feelings. The third one is when you visualize something as if it's already done, You are seeing yourself in the quantum field in a place where, guess what? It's already done. In the quantum field, all of time and space is happening at once. So when I saw myself traveling and pictured it in my mind, that isn't just my imagination thinking, wouldn't that be nice? That is my inner self tuning into a different point in the quantum field, knowing it's done, and then using that as a way to build confidence around the manifestation, to build trust, to accelerate the energy. So these are the three things that I've covered so far that I did. I had a desire, a very deep desire, and I let that desire fuel me, and I didn't judge it for being negative, even though my feelings were what we might call quote-unquote negative, you know, jealousy, desperation. I had a desire, and I let that desire just burn like fuel. Then I began to feel it, to feel what it would be like to have it. Then I began to see it. I began to see myself there. Then one day, I just had this feeling of, I should go and look at jobs where you work abroad, because I knew I can't afford this. There's no way with the minimum part-time, minimum wage part-time job I have that I'm going to be getting myself to Europe and being able to travel. I just knew, like, there's just no way I can even afford a flight, let alone the passport fee that I need to get there. I had no extra money. So I thought, somebody's going to have to pay me to do this. This is the only way. So I got on the computer and I started looking for like gap year things, work abroad things. And this is now, I think I'm on the fourth one. The fourth key, follow your intuition, no matter how crazy it seems. Earlier, I was saying that I had no travel experience. So what made me think I could have this? When I had that feeling of I can work abroad, there was no previous experience that said you can have this, but I knew my inner self is speaking to me. I didn't know that. I didn't really know how to work with my intuition. I just knew I'm having this feeling for a reason. So when you get these feelings, follow them. Even if you're not sure how it's going to work out, that feeling is being put into you 
for a reason. Those intuitive hits are being put into you because your higher self can see everything. It can see all possibilities. It can see beyond time and space. It can see that you in the quantum field that already has your manifestation. So when my higher self was telling me, you need to look at this website, it's because it already knew it was going to work out. So you're being told these things because they will work out. You're being given this intuitive guidance because some part of you knows that this will, will, will work out. You're not being asked to take a leap of faith. You're being guided to the next right step. I looked online and the Antarctica thing came up through just like looking through like different websites, just being like, where am I going? I don't know. I only know I'm looking for something. And when I saw it, I knew this is for me. And I knew instantly I can have this. And I knew without, without a doubt, I'm going. As before, as I had been talking about of being open to things that you haven't had before or things just changing quickly. When I was looking at that, had I said, okay, but all of my experiences told me I can't have this. What makes me think I can have this? There was none of that nonsense. It was just like, I want this. I can have it. It's mine. And I know I keep repeating myself of like what has happened before or is happening now has no bearing on what's coming. But the reason I keep reminding you of that is that's how we change beliefs. We repeat things over and over till the belief becomes the new knowing. So if you think about all of the millions of times in your life, you have received the message, be rational, be realistic. You've been told that like, if it hasn't happened so far, it's probably not going to happen now. That belief has just like worked its way deep in there. So you, after this episode is over, you want to continue to repeat this to yourself. What's happening now has no bearing on what's coming. What's coming is going to be bigger and more beautiful than anything I've ever dreamed of. What's coming is being decided by the universe. What's coming is beyond what I can see and conceive of. What's coming is going to be amazing. And it doesn't matter what's happened before because the point of power is right here and now in the present moment. Right here and now you get to create a new. In every moment you are creating a new. But for the most part, we continue to project into the future what we already know. But back when I was 24, I was open. I was just very open and willing and receptive. And so I saw that and I didn't realize that the energetic momentum I had been creating was what made this something that I already believed that I could have. In my mind, I was already traveling. In my mind, I was already having great adventures. For me, energetically, this was created. So it was only a matter of time before it became physically manifested. We create everything energetically before it shows up physically. I had been wanting to go travel for years. So for years, I had been just infusing into the quantum realm this belief that I am traveling. I had just kept putting it out there energetically. And because the universe answers every request and everything we put out, it brought it back to me. For the most part, we are infusing into the quantum realm what we don't want. So if in the very beginning, when I had that deep desire, that jealousy, that insecurity, if I had stayed stuck on those feelings, that's what I would have gotten for the rest of my life. I would have felt felt left out, jealous, lack, but I was open to just playing with what if I had it now? 
what if I was traveling now? And so I began to create that energetically and it came back to me as this experience of going to Antarctica. So I saw that and I thought, yes, I I want that and I'm going to do that. And I applied and I didn't get it. So, but in my mind, I already had it. So I was like, okay, well, um, I guess I need to just try again because I already have this. So there must be something that I can do that brings the inner creation into my external physical world. And I began looking at these different forums of people talking about how they got jobs there. And I did what they said. I followed their advice and I kept checking in for a year I kept just checking in with this company with Raytheon and saying, um, I, I would love this. And, and still I had no experience that would kind of confirm to me that yes, you can have this. I had, I was applying to be a dishwasher. That was the only thing that I knew I could get into right away and without experience, but I didn't even have kitchen experience. I had never worked in a kitchen in my life prior to this, but I was just so convinced that I can have this, that nothing stood in my way. Obstacles were just detours going towards this. I was going to have this one way or another. So come a year later, I got interviewed and then I got hired. And because now it was a year later, I got to go in the early program, which in our, the Antarctica seasons are winter or summer, and then there's an in-between winter and summer. So I got to go as the winter staff transitioned to the summer staff. I got to arrive when it was still dark and see the most incredible view of the night sky I've ever seen in my life and see the, um, is it the Aurora Borealis? One is Northern Hemisphere and one is Southern Hemisphere. I saw the one the, you know, the lights for the Southern Hemisphere. And there were very few people there because they were transitioning out of the winter season. So I had these magical six weeks with these people who became some of my best friends that we all still stay in touch to this day, 15 years later, we had these six weeks together of just playing on this station. And there was a lot of work. You had to work 60 hours a week. It wasn't like I just showed up and played in the snow and walked around in my parka. The majority of my time was at work, but it was just like still such a cool adventure. And then after those six weeks, the rest of the station arrived and it became full of so many people and it became a totally different experience. And I was so grateful that I'd had that early time there when it was just quiet and I got to know these people in very deep and personal ways. And Had I not waited that year, I wouldn't have gotten that early program because I had been applying too late the year before to get into that. And because I'd been so consistent over that year, I was at the top of the list. And so I got to have an even cooler experience on top of a cooler experience. Now we're going to get a little bit meta and there's a a manifestation story within my manifestation story. I forgot a really important part of this before I go on. So after I had applied and during that year, while I was waiting, I did that same thing where I just kept seeing myself there. And based on what people had written on the forum and by having looked at their photos, I just started to see myself in those places, in those spaces, having those feelings. In my mind, I was there before I was there. So by the time it came around to a year later to reopen the applications, I didn't have any doubt. It was just like, I already have this. I'm already there. And so I believe energetically, I just got bumped to the top of the list. Here's a really cool part of that. I had applied and I kept waiting to hear back. And I was like, I'm so confused because I believe 
this is going to work out. And one day I was just sitting there and I just had this feeling of, you need to check your spam folder. And I was like, oh yeah, I never look in there. I open up my spam folder. There was the email telling me that, I think it was telling me that I got the interview. And had I not looked in my spam folder, I would have missed the entire opportunity. And this isn't to like scare you and say like, go look in your spam folder, but just that your intuitive self will never let you miss what's right for you. If there is something meant for you, your inner self, your higher self will make sure that you are there for it. And then you get the information you receive. That email was waiting for me. And my inner self said, go get it. And I had to listen to that. And then it was just like, oh yeah, okay. It was there. And so, so after I was there, somebody who worked in a separate job that I kind of casually knew, he was talking to me one day about a second job you could get there. It wasn't an increased pay type of thing. And it wasn't something where you had to work even more hours. It was instead of working in the main kitchen, you could work at this other remote base. And I didn't really like working in the main kitchen. It's huge. This whole program was created by the military. So it was all very um, military run. And that was exactly how it felt. Just like the timing, the rules, like everything was very regimented. And this idea of getting to go to a remote base with just one cook and having some freedom for half the week sounded amazing to me because once I got there, I was like, oh, this is fun, but I, I am just working in a kitchen for 60 hours a week. So when he told me about this remote job where you're like in this like tent, like out, like in the middle of Antarctica, I was like, I want that. And again, in my mind, it was like, and I can have that. I just love the openness I had when I was young. I was just so open and willing and accepting and believed so easily. So he told me about this and I was like, how do I get it? And he just kind of gave me some tips and I started to do them. I started to be the number one employee that they had ever had. I volunteered my time. I was whatever they wanted to do. I would do it. Do you need me to scrub the toilets? I will scrub the toilets. Do you need me to wash the walls? I will wash the walls. Do you need me to stay longer? Do you need me to come in early? Whatever it was, I was just like, like, I'm going to have this. And my friend was just like, boy, you really got a positive attitude lately. And I was just like, I don't know. I think there might be something coming for me. And then they offered me this. And so of course, cause in my mind, I already had it and I took these aligned steps. And this is what I would consider the fifth key, taking aligned action. It's not that you see it, you feel it, you're engaging with the quantum field, and then you just sit there. You follow your intuition. You take action based on what you know is coming from a higher perspective. So this should make things easier for you because you are not grinding your wills. You are not hustling, trying to solve it all on your own from the mind level. You're letting your higher self tell you, take this step, take this step, take this step. And so you're not burning so much energy, just hoping things work out. But because it's already been created in the quantum field, you know it's going to work out. You're just following the steps that reverse engineer you into that manifestation. So I got this other job and for half, um, half the week, every day, I would get on this giant orange bus with these tires that were literally as tall as me. We would like climb up onto the bus, go to this remote station where they were doing this research 
which I cannot explain to this day. They were like drilling into the ice to look at the ice, to look at like neutrinos, to look at the birth of the universe, because somehow you can use um, the molecules trapped in the ice to look at the past. I mean... <laughs> How wild is that? Like what they were doing, like this girl tried to explain it to me and I was like, oh my God, stop. Like I'm so tired from working and from the cold and I can't handle this science lecture right now. Like my brain was just like melting out of my body as she tried to explain it to me, even though it was so fascinating. And it was just like something about how like the light of the past from the stars like reflects into the snow. I don't know. And they were like digging up these core samples from like miles down in the in the ice and then they would bring them into our kitchen into our little galley that was like this like makeshift tent and weigh them on our scale and um I was kind of jealous of them actually because they were scientists and they were just like getting to be playful and do what they loved which is funny because like I had what I wanted but I still wanted more and I think that's a natural aspect of manifesting whenever you get something it will fine-tune you to but what is the next thing? What else can I play with? Because we are expansive and unlimited. You're not meant to get something and then say, and done. You're meant to get something and continue to be playful and creative and ask for new things. And this is something that can definitely make us uncomfortable. We feel like we should never ask for too much, but the universe is unlimited, is infinite. You can never ask for too much. And the universe wants you to keep playing because the more playful you are, the more the universe gets to play with you. So I had this other job where I got to go like play with people and see all this science being done. And if you remember that Al Gore movie, An Inconvenient Truth, the original one from 20 years ago, when I had my gal my um, remote-based job, from the window, I could actually see where they had filmed part of that movie. He wasn't there. This was like years later that I went, but like we were in a place where they had been filming that. And oh, another side thing. If you know who the director Werner Herzog is, he's more, I think, like for independent people who are into like artsy films, but a lot of people know who he is. He's German. He's a very famous German director. He was there making a documentary while I was there. And I've actually seen that movie. I'm not in it, but it was just so cool that he was there. And I didn't know who he was at the time, but my friends were like really excited and they took pictures with him and he came in to the dish pit and he volunteered and he washed dishes. So super cool guy. If you are a Werner Herzog fan, I'm here to confirm that he is a cool dude who was not above getting in there and like helping out and just being one of the dishwashers. Um, but I didn't know who he was, but I have seen the movie and I was like, oh, I guess that would have been exciting if I'd known who he was at the time. But I was 24 and living in my own world. So I'm coming to the end of this story. I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope that this has given you some inspiration for whatever you're asking for, you can have it and then some. I wanted to go to Europe and travel a little bit. Like what I wanted was a pretty standard travel experience. I just wanted what my friends had so that I could be cool like them, so that I could be what I felt like would be like accepted so that I wouldn't feel like I was so far behind. What I got was above and beyond anything I could have asked for. 
So at the end of this time in Antarctica, because I had done the early um, summer to winter transition, I had an extra six weeks there. And at by the time it was the end, it was six months. And it had been after the first six months, or sorry, after the first six weeks, the sun just circled overhead. So for um, like four and a half months, all I saw was daylight. It was daylight for the entire time up until I left. And it was a very simple view. The terrain of Antarctica, I would say, is more varied than I had expected. It wasn't just like a flat white tundra. I mean, that's like the South Pole. I was on the edge of the continent. So there were rocks and there's like a volcano nearby that you could like see in the distance. There was some hills that I would go hiking on. I saw whales. I saw the little penguins, but I never saw the big ones. They didn't come near where our station is that often. Um, but other than that, I didn't see much clouds, birds. The whales were very rare. That was a very special treat. So it was really like the same view day in and day out for all these months. And at the end, I was, I knew that they would fly me back to New Zealand. And I was like, Bali is really close. So at the end of my trip, they flew me back to New Zealand. And when I got there and I remember opening my hostel window, window and just feeling the moisture in the air because it's so dry on Antarctica. And it was such a visceral experience of, of just feeling because I had seen the same view for, um, well, basically six months, but after a certain point, it was also just daylight. So I had seen the same view, felt the same sensations, this extreme dryness. Antarctica is a desert. It's a frozen desert. So imagine just the dryness of the desert day in and day out and this cold snow. And I get to New Zealand and it's springtime or maybe it was fall because their seasons are reversed. And I open my window and there's just this like warm, humid air. And I was just like, oh, wow, like I did that. That happened. And then I went to Bali and it was like sensory overload because I had been around not just the same view, but the same people day in and day out for all this time. And now here is all this music and this color and these feelings and strangers are talking to me and I'm trying to figure out my travel plans. And it was just like, oh my God, my little 24 year old mind had just been through like the most extremes that like I had ever known. And it was all so fucking magical. Sorry for cussing, but I have to express it how it feels. It was just so, oh my God, like incredible. So now we're going to fast forward and I have returned home. I'm just living my life, but I'm very much changed. I mean, I couldn't come back from that the same and I work different jobs. I've been in a relationship. I've been living with somebody and over the years, I keep meeting people who want this. I had no idea how many people wanted to do this Antarctica thing and had intentionally sought it out. I didn't realize that this special thing I'd gotten was actually very coveted. And this is an interesting element of that belief part that I was talking about. I believed it was easy. Therefore, it was. If I had infused this with the belief that it's hard, it's impossible, nobody gets this, that is what I would have manifested. But because I had no idea 
that so many people want this, I didn't know it was hard to get. And so it was not hard for me to get. And looking back, that does seem obvious. But like I said, I was just like a small town girl. So without a passport. So it did not occur to me that there were people out there who really were adventurous and really putting a lot of time into trying to create these kinds of things. After I got to Antarctica, I was the only one who hadn't had a passport before. All of these people were world travelers. And so again, when we go back to if I'd been looking at what I'd had was going to dictate what I could have, I would have just stopped myself right there and said, I'm not like them. They have something I don't. They know something I don't. But because thankfully I couldn't see them or speak to them and I was doing this all online, none of that mental noise got into me and I was able to just marinate in what my inner self was telling me of you can have this. So as time went on and I was never able to quite step back into that magic, I began asking myself, what did I do? How did I do that? And I started to just kind of walk back through it and look at all the things I'd been doing. And I wanted to put it together and write it down and then use it for myself. So the funny thing is I made this course manifesting magic that I wanted to um, share with other people to show that how easy and powerful and fun energy is and that anyone can do it. But I really truly made it for me to ignite my own remembering, to ignite my own inner self, because I couldn't remember, even though I had even done it, I needed help with it. So if you struggle with manifesting, there is nothing wrong with you. It doesn't mean you can't. It doesn't mean you're not worthy. It doesn't mean other people know something you don't. There are just beliefs blocking you that I had picked up over time as I got older and I began to take on these unhelpful beliefs. And so I, myself, even as someone who had manifested the most amazing thing I think I could ever dream of, I needed to get back there. I needed to undo all of this stuff that told me you can't and you won't and be realistic. Think small, dream small. I kept kind of dreaming smaller and smaller and smaller until one day I was just like, ugh, no, I know big things are possible because I experienced it. And thankfully I had this thing in my background that told me that like, no, there is something else. There is no way to explain how all of that happened other than energy and something higher was guiding me and encouraging me the entire time. So you maybe have never had an experience like that just because of your life experiences didn't lead you into the same thing that I had, but now you have heard my story and you must impress it into your consciousness that manifesting is real. Magic is real. These things happen and they can happen to me at any time. And if you're doubting that, just go back to me little Melissa, I wasn't little, go back to Melissa at 24, who had nothing in her life that told her you can have this. I had no money, no passport, no experience, no um, family members who traveled. I was just a little small town girl who believed that there was something more for me. And so whatever has happened or hasn't happened doesn't matter. Whatever you want, you can have. And here's a thing 
that you must always remember. Your desires are put into you because they are meant for you, because the universe knows this can happen for you. You are never given something that is not possible for you or is not right for you. So like I wasn't out there thinking, what if I became a WNBA player? That was not the right dream for me, so it was not put into me. I wasn't thinking, what if I became a US senator? That was not the right dream for me. The dream, the desire, the thing that was right for me and that was true for me, that I could travel and do it in this one way was given to me. So whatever it is you're wanting, you're wanting it because it's right for you and it is meant to happen for you and it can happen for you. Your inner self sees all possibilities. It knows you intimately and it knows how to get you there in the easiest and the fastest way possible. And if you're still like not sure, then come join me in my course, Manifesting Magic. It's so fun. It is created from this magical place of I know big things can happen and they can happen for you right here and now. It's just infused with so much good energy because I needed that energy. I poured into this all of the high vibration that I needed to bring myself back into that place. There's two ways you can get this course. One is you can buy it as a standalone. You can just buy the course and own it for $97. Or you can join my membership, The Healing Sanctuary, on Tier 2, which is only $25 for one month, and it allows downloading. So you can join for a month, get the course, enjoy these savings, work your way through it. And then if you want to join The Healing Sanctuary on Tier 1, which is only $5 a month if you're an annual member, you'll continue to marinate in the good energy and the high vibes and get all of the audios and meditations that are part of Tier 1. Or you can stay in Tier 2 and play with my other courses. But either way, it's only $25. And if you become an annual member of Tier 2, it's only $15. So it's a huge savings. And here's something that nobody knows that I'm saying for the first time today. There is going to be a manifesting magic part two. And I'm so excited because it's going to have all the stuff that I've never created content around before, such as asking for your biggest dream, quantum shifting and quantum leaping, working with the concept that time is a construct and you can collapse time and make things happen bigger and faster. So that's going to be coming later because first I'm creating the course personal empowerment. And then probably this summer I'll be working on manifesting magic too. But if you become a member of tier one, you will get all the update emails and you'll know when exactly that's been created. Or you can connect with me on Instagram where of course I will be announcing when manifesting magic two is coming, but nobody knows I'm doing that yet. So that's just a little surprise for everybody listening that there's going to be something really cool coming this summer. And again, you can find that by connecting with me on Instagram at meditate underscore with underscore Melissa. And forgot this. If you want to buy the course, you can get it for $10 off with code MM10. And that's if you just want to buy it on its own. But my recommendation is to join the Healing Sanctuary because you will save and you'll get access to everything else that's available. And you can find that through the link in my episode notes or through my link tree on Instagram. And I'm going to finish this here. When I sat down to record today, I thought I would do just a short 
little episode and tell this story, but I guess I had a lot to say because I do love talking about manifesting and hopefully instilling in you the knowing that you are magical and you can manifest and keep working on those beliefs. Like I said, self-talk gets reprogrammed through repetition. So every time something comes up that says, I can't, it's not possible, that is when you step in and talk back to your self-talk and say, I am an unlimited divine being. Everything is possible. The universe is on my side. I have no idea how it's going to work out because there are these infinite higher powers working on my behalf and just always talk back to that self-talk and continue to remind yourself that you are magical, you are worthy, you are valuable, whatever it is you are dreaming of, you can have it. If you need help, come join me in Manifesting Magic through the Healing Sanctuary or just grab the course. I'll see you there. And I'll be back again soon talking about this or we've been going through a quantum healing series that I'm about to conclude. Not sure which one's going to come next, but either way, it's going to be fun. I hope you'll see me back here. I can't wait to talk with you more about all of this amazing stuff. And if you have a manifestation story, please share it with me because I love reading them. They always work their magic on me just the same way. And that's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the Healing Sanctuary, the podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Field, and I will talk to you again soon.